0: Hello, dear listeners. It is I, DJ Starsage, coming to you once again from the Lady Demora, the baby New Year buggy. It is Monday evening, New Year's Eve, and I have just finished my workday at the candy shop. I'm headed home to Chateau Star Sage to get ready for the evening's festivities with hubby Billy. It is uh, well. It's after sunset, so of course it's it's quite dark out. It's it's fully night, and uh, it is sprinkling out. We do have some rain to take us into the new year. But the important thing is, it is 41 degrees out, so we are above freezing just a smidge, just enough. Although uh, there may be a chill in the air, so we'll just have to wait and see how this uh, this weather fares from here. 15, This evening, Hubby and I will be spending a quiet evening at home. We are uh, both past the days of going out and being the uh, young and bold, daring few who decide to put on the party hats and tie one on. You see, uh, Chateau Sage is a fair distance from Oslo, so it would probably cost a pretty penny if one were to get an Uber or Lyft or even a cab. So rather than uh, risk the possibilities and uh, even to, uh, you know, force... The other two miss out <laughs> We decide to to stay in as it's also technically yours truly's birthday after the stroke of midnight. Now I've been told that I was born around one forty in the morning, so technically New Year's Day is my birthday, but As Mama Billy, or rather actually Mama Star Sage, (laughs) uh, was interrupted during her pizza party by the, uh, the coming of yours truly, it's only fitting that we celebrate my birthday on New Year's Eve. And uh, how nice that uh, Prince is on the radio to help us observe the occasion. (laughs) But uh, of late, Hubby and I have been enjoying some time at home as the holidays have wound down, the excitement in the retail world at Grace Brothers, and Hubby is taking his vacation time that will expire, if not used. And, uh, although Hubby is not feeling in the best of sorts of late, uh, it, it would seem that perhaps maybe the issues of a childhood injury are rearing their ugly head. This happens as you get older. You know, some people have old football injuries. You know, some people who've seen action in the line of fire, perhaps in the military. They uh, they have troubles with these things as you get older. And, you know, some would tell you that they could predict the weather when their joints ache. Um, we're not quite to that point just yet, but... Hubby is concerned that uh, quite regularly he has aches and pains that uh, painkiller medication doesn't seem to alleviate. So he's trying his best to get back into our doctor to to see a specialist because it's more than likely that that, uh, that childhood injury... Is causing some difficulties and he may need to begin some some physical therapy um, hopefully that can assist with his problems Uh, certainly we don't want to see him be taken off the active duty list if you know what I mean we have uh, one too many friends It would seem that one injury or another or one ailment or another makes it so that they are unable to hold a full-time job and uh, that uh, certainly would put a damper on many of our aspirations so fingers crossed send some uh, positive thoughts Hubby Billy's way, some love and light, and uh, we will try to see what the best minds can do for him. But over the weekend, we got in a, a few movies at home. We decided to to cash in some rewards points with this or that store, with a, a charge card, maybe. It's a, you know, basically it's like a coupon system, and we bought a couple of more recent release films to watch at home. Uh, These all actually starred one Melissa McCarthy. Now, I know some of you may not be a fan, because she is a person of strong character, but uh, I became a fan of hers after an old roommate of mine introduced me to the, um... I think it, at the time it was WB, but then the CW a sitcom *The Gilmore Girls*—you know, the a story where a uh, a young single mother raises her daughter on her own in a quiet New England town—and uh, Melissa McCarthy played the best friend in that show, a character named Suki. She was a cook. And, uh, well, she and her best friend ended up running a bed and breakfast before the series was out. Uh, coincidentally, Melissa McCarthy is a cousin of one Jenny McCarthy, who became famous for uh, involvement with various productions on MTV. And uh, I do believe that that was a, a dating show. I'm trying to recall the name of it at the time but uh, Singled Out I think is what it was called and then of course in more recent years she's been in a handful of programs but anyways we watched um, Spy with Melissa McCarthy and uh, I I don't think it was Jude Law but uh, she uh, plays a an agent a CIA agent who works uh, the support desk? You know, the she helps out the field agents and uh, reads uh, satellite telemetry and uh, you know different intelligence reports to to help the agent in the field navigate. And uh, she ends up having to well get her hands dirty, uh, get involved herself when the agent she's assigned to disappears in the field. And uh, that was an enjoyable film. Uh, It certainly showed her in an action-based role. And uh, we also watched another Melissa McCarthy film. Uh, We watched Life of the Party, which I do believe was released this past year. And that's loosely based on... Or at least I believe it's loosely based on... The 90s Rodney Dangerfield film, it may have been late 80s, called Back to School. And essentially in Life of the Party, Melissa McCarthy's character plays a woman who drops her daughter off at college and her husband informs her that he wants a divorce. Part of the story being that she... Uh, dropped out of college when she was pregnant for her daughter, the same one that she was now uh, bringing to school. And she decides to go back to college to finish her degree. And uh, in many ways, it was a more positive take on that original story. And it had many twists compared to the original that just made it stand out, a lot of moments between mother and daughter, which could have easily been taken into a more negative direction since the mother was a returning adult student, Uh, but they allowed for much more uh, mentoring moments that were positive in this film, and uh, as opposed to you know, a couple of decades ago where the mother might have been in a hurry to get into a a new relationship. When she runs into an old friend, uh, it is not rushed into. She takes this person's class and, uh, you know, uh, rediscovers some of her, her old passions for life and for science. And uh, it's a very different movie than... The original in many ways. But yes, Life of the Party. Check it out with Melissa McCarthy. And uh, Maya... I'm forgetting her last name right now. Uh, She seems to be a staple of Melissa McCarthy films of late. As we also saw her in the last Melissa McCarthy movie we just watched. Called The Happy Time Murderers. Now this is a film that is done by... Uh, the latest incarnation of the Hanson family productions. Jim Henson, who created the Muppets, his family, after selling some of their, or rather being acquired by the Disney Corporation, um, spun off into a new company called Henson Alternative, or Ha, like a laugh, H A. This allows them to continue working with puppets, create new characters. And The Happy Time Murders is a unique film pairing both puppets and real action together. And Melissa McCarthy's role in this film involves being a police person who has lost their partner uh, due to an unfortunate accident in the field and a murder investigation is involved as the film progresses and uh, it's quite campy of course because it has puppets in it but it also explores themes of diversity and uh, you know racial stereotypes in a very tongue-in-cheek manner and uh, can be absurd in many scenes but Quite fun at the same time. So, uh, if you're one who enjoys campy humor and uh, a little of the absurd, the Happy Time Murders might be of interest to you. So, we'll be entering into the new year shortly, and uh, I have a few things on the horizon. Not really going to call them resolutions but certainly things I'd like to get to. One of the things that I received during the holiday season as sort of a gift was a family heirloom. Now, in hindsight, I now considered this a Christmas gift from my mother um, by way of grandmother. But basically, my mother's uncle my my grandfather's generation served during World War II and I received a scrapbook of his time during his service during wartime. Now, this was a man who served in the Army Corps of Engineers and was stationed in Germany during a time. So this man among other things helped to build bridges in Europe. So there are constructs in this world that are the result of his handiwork. And in later years, he and his wife settled down to her family's orchard in Pennsylvania. And unfortunately, the couple never were able to have children. And uh, this great uncle of mine also survived his wife by some twenty years, um, due to her losing her battle with breast cancer, but the scrapbook that I received during the holidays is one of my most favorite uh, gifts, I guess. In more recent years, as I'm a big fan of history, and as you may know from listening to this show, I enjoy genealogy, so. I will be copying those photos for posterity because, uh, you know, whenever you have a group photo, there is ultimately someone else in that photo that could be related to another person that you don't know, quite possibly someone living. So I intend to share this With others, so that they might find photos of their loved one during their service in wartime. Alright, folks, stay tuned for the second half of this program. As luck would have it, the other day, Hubby and I were perusing a few things at the thrift store, and lo and behold, we ran across. My Uncle Chris. This was a little surprising, although not unheard of. He does technically live in the general area, and is quite a bit closer than my siblings. This is the first time this sort of thing had happened. Interestingly enough, I mentioned to Uncle Chris that Aunt Gwen had handed down the aforementioned army scrapbook. And as Uncle Chris was the youngest of his family, certainly he grew up during a generation that was much closer to the days of the U.S. involvement in the conflict in Vietnam and uh, the associated uh, anti-war protests at that time. Chris seemed to have little knowledge or remembrance of this uncle, which was a little surprising to me because he survived my grandfather and uh, was quite long-lived. But regardless, I enjoyed telling him about the scrapbook, although it seemed I was more interested. In hindsight, in more recent years, I've been thinking more and more about mom's side of the family, since I'm also the only child left without a family of his own and the other year I attended a reunion for that side of the family and realized that there are very few males left with that family name. So I have thought quite a bit more that uh, it might have been interesting to have taken on my mother's maiden name, but the uh, names hubby and I have chosen were in honor of our late father, so there's quite a bit more involved. It's just that with the prevalence of my brother's family out there with the multiple children of his namesake and the, the quite different background that they have compared to my mother's, you see, it, it, it would seem that uh, mother's family were interested in more intellectual professions Namely, Uncle Chris, for example, who I've mentioned attended seminary school. And uh, my favorite picture of my grandfather was from my youth, where he sat in his favorite chair of the living room with his glasses on, reading the newspaper. And the the sort of impression that's given by my brother's family is quite different don't get me wrong i i do understand that everyone has their own talents to offer the world and everyone's skills are needed it's just that i hunger for the days that i could have more meaningful conversations with family members who may have been of a similarly inclined intellect. So, moving on from there, (laughs) the other day, yours truly had a birthday. Yes, I am a New Year's baby. And uh, for a number of years growing up, mom and dad used to introduce me because I was one of the first births for our county in that period of time. And, you know, as they say, that and, uh, you know, a nickel will get you a cup of coffee. Um, (laughs) But uh, hubby has always done well to observe my birthday as sort of an extension of the festivities of New Year. And, uh, well, they say be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. And I may have said something recently about uh, a lack of visitation to Chateau Sage. That is, it seems that I normally end up spending more time at my siblings' homes, then they do returning the favor. So the other day, Hubby and I had Mama Billy, Ginger, Betty, and uh, Nephew Mikey over. Actually, uh, this would be Mikey's brother. I haven't come up with a nickname for him just yet. Mr. Goodwrench, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, we uh, we had a nice gathering at Chateau Star Sage for my birthday, and uh, we had some party food. We got out the big screen. No, I don't mean a a, a big tube TV on rollers like they used to do for watching the Super Bowl. Now, we have an eight-foot movie screen in our living room that's part of our home theater. And we got out a copy of one of my favorite 80s films, which ends up being one of Betty's. This was a 1984 film, which I do believe may have been one of Ron Howard's early films directorial programs starring Tom Hanks, John Candy and Daryl Hannah I'm talking about the film Splash which also ends up being one of the first films of the Touchstone Company which I do believe later on became part of Disney as it turns out Splash is one of Betty's favorite films because she was a young teen at the time. And if I've not mentioned before, my sister is a cancer survivor. At 16 years of age, Betty was diagnosed with cancer and ended up having an amputation to her foot as the cancer was found between joints of her toes. And uh, she has, of course, been a survivor for more than 30 years and uh, has had no recurrence, thank hydrogen. But at that tender age, uh, mom and dad were quite worried because in those days medical technology was not as advanced and they were worried that our time with her might be limited. And of course, Splash is the story of a young boy who meets a, a fairy tale creature when, uh, Suddenly, he finds himself tossed overboard a a ferry boat, F-E-R-R-Y, off the coast of Cape Cod while vacationing one summer with his family. So, in a life-threatening situation, this young boy finds himself in the company of a mythical creature... A little girl and as it turns out she's a mermaid and so of course the uh, story of the film Splash is uh, follows Tom Hanks character into adulthood and he still remembers this incident when lo and behold the young girl who he met all those years ago, comes back into his life. He doesn't recognize her at first, but uh, one thing leads to another, and his uh, his brother, played by John Candy, um, sort of bumbles through the film and uh, shares his advice on dating. It's quite a fun film, and... Uh, when you think about the circumstances that Sister Betty was going through at the time, it's easy to see how this film appealed to her. You you have a life or death situation with a, a chance meeting and uh, a storybook ending as uh, Betty actually ended up marrying her high school sweetheart partly due to the experience of having to survive cancer of course so it put a lot of things into perspective and it was an enjoyable evening looking back upon the fashions of the early 80s and it jogged a few memories for uh Billy's sister Ginger, who is a similar age to Betty, we enjoyed the party foods, and we we had a slice of cake to round out the evening. And cards were exchanged, and uh, well, we had hoped to have an earlier end to the evening. However, Ginger had some concerns with her laptop that she received for Christmas, and as she's not quite technically inclined, it took us a while to walk her through a few things, and before we knew it, it was, of course, later than we had anticipated. So we rushed to put things away as much as we could, We may have shoved a few things in the dishwasher just to clear off the counters. And uh, before we knew it, it was time to catch 20 winks. Yes, I said 20 because uh, 40 being the normal amount of sleep would be far too generous. (laughs) And the next day I was none too thankful for my lunchtime nap. And coffee, yes. The nectar of the gods, as uh, the Duchess Sue once said to me. So as we wind down the end of the first week into the new year, there is plenty on the horizon. And if you catch this episode in time, you are just in the nick of time for the next live episode of that podcast I do with Toppy Smelly about film and television trivia. What's that you say? You haven't heard of it? It's called Matinee Minutia. M-A-T-I-N-E-E Minutia. M-I-N-U-T-I-A-E Matinee Minutia.com Go to Univaz.com Friday evening at 9 p.m. We record twice a month on every other Friday. And this next episode, we're going to be discussing the trivia behind the TBS. Yes, Turner Broadcast, uh, the former husband of Jane Fonda, Ted Turner, and previously owner of the Atlanta Braves baseball team. In the early 80s, he started a non-network television station. And the program that we're going to discuss was called Down to Earth. Down to Earth. And it was about a a maid, a domestic, who... Came met with an untimely death during the twenties, the Roaring Twenties. You know that era when when uh, women were more equal than during the wartime, and uh, they wore uh, less feminine clothing, and uh, were new to the right to vote, and uh, it was during the heyday of prohibition, so you couldn't get. Even an ounce of alcohol in the grocery store in those days. And that actually lasted for 13 years, believe it or not. Ask your grandparents. But uh, we're going to be discussing the 1984 TV series, Down to Earth, starring bewitched actor Dick Sargent, ran three seasons on TBS. Alright folks, I hope that you have a chance to get together with loved ones that uh, you get your cards put away and you have a chance to catch your breath between moments of pandemonium. Email me at djstarsage at gmail.com and tweet me at tfndj. That's all for now. Kisses from the carriage. Bye bye. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting.